Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Christ Over Crypto, where earthly investments become heavenly treasures. I'm your host, Frank Turner. And on Christ Over Crypto, our message is about stewardship of God's resources so that they don't become our master, but allow us to honor and glorify our heavenly father. On today's episode, Supremely Talented, we'll be discussing what it truly means to be a steward of God's resources that he gives us. And we'll also be looking at whether or not your church should be accepting your cryptocurrency donations. But before we get into all those stories for today, I want to welcome all of our first-time listeners to the show. If this is not your first time, welcome back. I don't, I don't take for granted that you're here listening to the show. I'm grateful for the opportunity. We're going to pause for our intro and a quick message from one of our sponsors, and then we'll jump right into the show. See you there. Everybody listen up, I'ma let you know That it's all about Christ over crypto You should invest but still be responsible And remember that it's Christ over crypto Yeah, and money shouldn't be your master Verse 24, Matthew the 6th chapter Serving God is the only thing that I'm after Tell the devil back up when I get my stacks up This is not about greed, I just wanna be a better me Use my resources to build up a legacy I don't wanna be dead broke when I'm 70 Christ over crypto, and it's really helping me yeah christ over crypto come on hey christ over crypto yeah today's episode is brought to you by bitcoin legendary new to cryptocurrency curious on how to buy and sell bitcoin visit ebook.christovercrypto.com for your free copy of bitcoin legendary this ebook gives you a step-by-step guide on how to invest in bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies safely and securely all right, let's go ahead and get started. We're going to hear, hear a scripture reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. And after that, we'll have a quite a commentary about the parable of the talents. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received the one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant! You knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I scattered no seed? 
Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him, and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And that was a parable of the talents. Uh, it's an amazing uh, story when you think about it. And, you know, I've, I've heard it a lot growing up. And it wasn't until recently that I really, really understood what it meant. Uh, I know on the surface, um, it looks like, you know, somebody entrusted someone with, with resources and they, they didn't use them properly and they took them away. Um, I think what, what a lot of us don't understand as Christians are, um, we are in a kingdom and in that kingdom, um, all the king's resources are are stewarded to people. So the king owns everything. And I know that's sometimes hard to understand in a Western culture where we, you know, think about what we've earned and what we've done and what we have. But we don't really have anything. Everything we have is God's. Everything He's given to us is His. So the the idea of the of the one servant who did not steward his resources that was a, that's why that was such a huge slap in the face to the to the to the man to the to the king um, who came back because he was like, I gave you these resources and all you had to do was, you know, make something happen with it. I gave you the ability to do something with it. You just chose not to. Um, giving it back to me means nothing because I gave it to you. So I think when you understand it from that standpoint, you can see why it was such a, a big deal that the, the one servant who did not reap anything, um, did not sow anything, therefore he didn't reap anything. And you see the other two servants who uh, basically doubled uh, what they had their talents. Um, you know, you can look at it a couple different ways. Some people, you can, you know, certainly a talent is um, back then it was maybe a year's wages, so it was a significant amount of money that could have been used uh, for investing. But in, in more modern speak, a talent could be uh, whatever God-given ability you have. That's what you're um, supposed to be nurturing and investing. And I think that. You know, God gives us many resources. Uh, just one is finances. Certainly, we want to be good stewards of our finances, but we also want to be good stewards of what He gives us and cultivate our resources for the next generation. I think when you really look at investing and and what that really means is that that's a generational sustainment. That's what investing really is, and that's you know what God's invested in us. You know, He invested His Son so that we could have everlasting life so that we could continue his work on earth um, you know promoting the kingdom of God that was an investment that he made a sacrifice so when he gives us resources and he's created us to do things we we have to do those things and I think that's um, what the what the real moral of the story here is um, as far as how you can apply it to your life and how do you find out you know what your talent is and that, those kind of things those things sometimes take um, you know you have to take prayer they take time to find out you know sometimes you f you may feel like well I don't have any talent I don't there's nothing I can do I you know God didn't give me any time not and, and that's not true there's something unique in you um, you know God's gifted all of us un something unique for his kingdom to do now sometimes depending on who you are and you know sometimes those gifts and those they manifest themselves more more early easily you know sooner than others but um, for others, it takes a little more work to find it, but it's there. 
So, you know, have confidence and know that God has made you unique and he's giving you something that nobody else can do. You have a role that nobody else can fulfill. And that's what's so important about your talent and nurturing it and stewarding it, uh, making sure that um, you're respectful of your talent and you grow it. Um, you know, don't think that the resources you have that you can't make a difference for the kingdom. I, I just I just truly believe that, you know, that's where our accountability really comes in. Uh, you know, even even for those people that are, say, how would you say, saved, or those of us that believe, you know, in God and believe in Jesus, and even for those of us that don't, we will be judged on on what we do with what God gave us. I think people don't understand that you are a created being that God has given, um, you know, an, a, a unique abilities to unique talents, and so He expects you to do something uh, with those with those talents, and that's why. Again, to, to just reiterate the, the servant who did not do anything with his talent. That's why he was thrown out in the, with the weeping and gnashing of teeth. He wasted his resources. He wasted the king's resources. Um, and I think that's the, 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 the thing that people understand is there there is a consequence for wasting resources. You can't just say, well, I, I didn't know what to do or I didn't have anything. And I know it's, you know, you can't, you just can't do that. So, um, again, it's just a great parable. Uh, one of my favorites really to um, you know just you know iter iterate you know what we have to do with the resources we have and you know on this podcast we talk about you know different investments we, we're going to talk a little bit um, you know on this episode about should your church invest in in cryptocurrency a little bit later and, and things like that so you know we have some definitely you know definitely interesting investing points but you know more so than anything we want to focus on the idea that in this case, the the investment of the talent was a reflection of the respect and the love for the king that gave it to him more so than they just produce something. I don't want it to come off like, oh, well, you know, if you get this much money, then you're doing great or things like that. Like it wasn't about the result because that there was notice there was a guy who had five talents and he had he he, he got five more and there was one guy who had two talents and he got two more now obviously one 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 uh, guy had ten talents the other guy had just four when he was rewarded but the, the 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 master or the king said to both of his servants good job well done faithful servant they both had done well um, according to their own ability I know if you if you heard that in the verse each was given a talent according to his own ability so we may have different talents different numbers different degrees but they're all valuable and they all should be used and stewarded in a way that honors and glorifies our heavenly father and, and if we don't do that we will be accountable uh you know for, we'll be accountable either way either we'll be you know good or bad accountability but but there is consequence for uh, those resources being stewarded properly so you know just for for those of you who are investing and stewarding god's resources as you should then i, I encourage you to continue to do so for those of you who maybe never even thought about it or, or don't think of yourself as unique and having a talent, I, I urge you to, to pray and to find um, a, a way to, to, to let God reveal to you what your talents are. You know, think think back to your life experience and what you've seen and what you've heard. I'm sure you've it's been shown to you. You may just not have picked up on it, but we all have something unique to offer the kingdom. So I just want to leave you with, with that, um, you know, idea that, you know, whatever you have, you should, you know, make sure you, you, you identify it, steward it. And, and that's an investment. That's, that's a sustain. Investing is, is a generational sustainment. And, 
you know, stewarding your talents now obviously it honors God, but it also gives you something to pass down to your to your next generation, to your family. You know, people don't think about that. People think about money and passing that down, but there are many things you can pass down that you steward in your life. So those are things that um, I, I encourage you to to take a look at in your life, and and um, God bless you on your journey as you do so. All right, I hope you enjoyed that uh, breakdown of the parable of the talents. You know, like I said, it's just it's a one of my favorite parables. Uh, in the Bible, just you know, a great illustration of how we're to manage God's resources. Then to this next segment, I think you'll find it interesting. Um, it mixes a new age uh, technology with the old school um, way of, of 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 handing out your offerings. So I think you'll find it very interesting um, in this next segment. So I hope you enjoy this one. Excuse me, chap. I can barely make out what you're saying. Pardon my fiat. I only speak crypto. Pardon my fiat. Cryptocurrency news and updates. All right, all right. Welcome to the cryptocurrency news and update portion of the program, or better known as Pardon My Fiat. Um, and if you want to check out one of those cool Pardon My Fiat t-shirts, I want to encourage you to check out Chrysler Crypto and check out the uh, merchandise page, merchandise link, and grab a t-shirt there. They're pretty cool, and they'll get everybody talking about what is what is this Pardon My Fiat. So. Um, just want to jump into this topic really quickly. The idea of giving cryptocurrency as tithes and offerings. Now, I won't get into all the ramifications of what people think cryptocurrencies are, the future, but they're here and people have them. And just like gold and silver, just like any other asset class, you should be able to donate them and, of course, receive a tax benefit if, if applicable. So we'll go through some of the scenarios uh, really quickly of if you have cryptocurrency and if your church is set up to receive uh, tithes and offerings in cryptocurrency and what the ramifications are uh, we'll start with the uh, the don the donor um, the person who has a cryptocurrency and the different options they have to give it um, to uh, said church said 5013c nonprofit organization and how they could do that so the first way is um, of course you you have a cryptocurrency you're holding it somewhere you say you have Bitcoin um, and you want to uh, you know donate it but you're the entity or the, the 5013c organization or church um, using this kind of terms kind of interchangeably but we'll just call it entity from here on out but the entity you want to donate to um, does not have a digital wallet so that means you have to turn it into cash in order to give them the proceeds so that falls into two categories if you have been holding the cryptocurrency in a short term uh, you would have to cash out and pay short term capital gains tax against uh, you know that you know gain or loss if you have a loss but you'd have to pay uh, the gain if you had one and then you could you'd hold the what you'd have to calculate the taxes for your tax bracket and then give your the entity the rest of course, you wouldn't get wouldn't give them all of it because you're going to owe taxes for cashing out. So you don't want to donate for it. So, for example, if you had a, a you know a hundred dollar capital gain short term, that's generally taxed about say forty percent for this example. So that means you need to hold forty dollars of the hundred dollar proceed that you got, and you'd give your entity sixty dollars. That way, you'd have the forty dollars to pay taxes when it became tax time for you. Uh, obviously, the other way, um, if you had held it long term, be a similar thing. 
you you just pay less taxes because um, you'd have the long-term capital gain tax by com from converting cryptocurrency to fiat money in order to donate to the entity. That's pretty basic. Now here's where it gets really cool. If the entity you're donating to has a digital wallet, meaning they have a digital address that accepts cryptocurrency, if you have this cryptocurrency and uh, we'll start with the the best case first. Let's say the same scenario happens where you have cryptocurrency. You bought it for say you bought one Bitcoin for one dollar. It appreciated to a hundred dollars. So in this scenario, if you've held uh, it more than a year, you can actually take the fair market value of the the full appreciation of the asset. So the ninety nine dollars that you gained in that year, you would be able to claim that on your taxes while also donating it tax-free to your uh, favorite entity as well so how it works is you can with 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 cryptocurrency you can actually take the fair market value donate as long as it does not exceed 30 percent of your adjusted gross income so in this case it's a kind of a simple example because I said hey you had a one dollar uh, you know benefit that you bought the the crypto at and then it went up to a hundred dollars you had a $99 appreciation so at $99 can't exceed 30% of your gross income. So obviously that um, is a small number. So if you make, you know, 300, uh, basically $300, you could write that off. So obviously that's fairly simple because, you know, most people make more than $300 in a year. Obviously it gets more complex as you make, if you have a large appreciation, like if you have a huge appreciation of capital gain, let's say you have an appreciation of capital gains of say a hundred thousand dollars in in cryptocurrency which which is totally legit has totally happened you can't claim the full one hundred thousand dollars of and write that off unless you make three hundred thirty three thousand dollars of adjusted gross income otherwise you'd be able to take up to thirty percent of whatever that of whatever your adjusted income what uh, excuse me adjusted gross income was and then you can carry over the rest to another year i know it's kind of um sounds i'm saying a lot but Go back and play it again it's it's it'll get more clear but basically if you are able to transfer cryptocurrency from one wallet to the other while holding it for more than a year you're able to get the fair market value appreciation up to 30 percent of your adjusted gross income so that is really the best benefit for your taxes and 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 such and also it's also a best benefit for the person for, for the entity receiving it because even in the cash scenario which we talked about while the uh, entity would get your proceeds tax-free they're still getting less money because you're having to hold back money for your actual taxes because you converted to fiat money from cryptocurrency whereas if you just go straight from cryptocurrency to cryptocurrency you're able to have that write-off on your taxes without the long-term or short-term taxes and you're able to get the full appreciation up to 30 percent of your adjusted gross income the other downside is if you if you can still do the, the uh, if you have cryptocurrency transfer but it's a short term and you mean you hold less than a year you do not get the full appreciation of fair market value you just get the cost buy-in so it's not really the best scenario to go fiat you know, excuse me to go from cryptocurrency to cryptocurrency donation if you haven't hold if you've held it less than a year because you're only going to get to be able to write off what you actually paid for your cost your cost uh, buy-in so that's not really great uh, from that standpoint so hopefully that gave you you know an idea of how you would donate it now now look at the other side which is if you're in a church or a 5013c organization um which i was referring to as entity generically in the you know previous um conversation i was we were having um you would want to 
you know, it's pretty simple. You just basically want to go to different exchanges, several different exchanges, maybe GDAX, uh, Bitrix, Kraken, um, even ItBit. There's, I, I'll have some of this in the resources tab of the um, of the page, so you can go back and look at this later. But you just basically register yourself as a nonprofit entity, and that way you can get a wallet. So that way everything's done corporately. So that way you don't want to just. So for example, let's say you're the you're in charge of your church's finances for your church, right? You don't want to take donations into your personal Bitcoin wallet on behalf of the church because then there's other ramifications which you can't it's not a non-profit donation it's a personal donation so you need to make sure that you have your yourself set up or you have your organization set up right with the right tax you know tax ID everything set up corporately as a, as a non-profit so that when you receive that donation from the generous donor you can just you know convert that cryptocurrency into fiat money and then do whatever you want to do with it to benefit uh, the ministry, benefit the kingdom that you're building, that we're, that we're all building. So um, hopefully that gives you a little bit of an idea of how you can donate cryptocurrencies. It's not really as difficult as, as you think. I know some people are get weirded out because it's a new thing. But it's still just a, a value store that you're converting. If, you know, the, the end of the day, we're I'm this 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 segment. I'm not advocating churches to either to be investing in cryptocurrency or buy cryptocurrency. This is simply the means to accept it. And then once you accept it, you convert it into uh, whatever the currency, fiat currency, whether it be dollars. If you're in the U.S., if you're in another country, that whatever that currency, local currency is, and it can be used for the the missions or the outreach or, or the church, whatever you're wanting to do either tithes and offerings so it's just another way um you know i know a lot of times people act act weird about things that are kind of new in the church like it's voodoo or witchcraft but this is just another means to build the kingdom this is just another way that people have required assets and we can use it um for for god's glory for god's benefit i know people will say negative things bitcoin's been used for this and that but uh every, the money in the church has also been used for negative things too so that's not I don't think God is looking at it and saying, you know, Bitcoin is used on a dark web. I can't, you know, I can't be used to build my kingdom as much as where is where is the heart coming from that you're giving it? Are you donating it? You know, you know, I, I have true generosity. Don't just generate for a tax benefit. I mean, that, that, that's a longer conversation about tithing and such. But, you know, if you're if you want to donate from your heart and, and your church is set up to take crypto, I think that's a great thing. And I think it's something that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see more of as as the technology and, and it develops more and people become more familiar with it, it becomes more adopted. But this is just a simple way to get started. If you know people in your church, or you have a congregation that says, hey, we have crypto assets. We don't want to convert it to fiat, but we want to give it to you. This is how you actually are able to receive those assets. You can you can actually do that. So hopefully that provides you some insight. Um, see you on another part of my fiat segment soon. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I want to encourage you, if you haven't, to subscribe to Christ Our Crypto on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or Google Play. I also want to recommend our YouTube channel, uh, Christ Our Crypto. We have exclusive video content there as well. Also, check out our generosity page where you can help out those who are, are in need and those less fortunate than you. Um, next week, we have another exciting topic. We talk about investing uh, seasons. Um, how seasons of investing happen and how you have to identify those to maximize um, you know what what your harvest is going to be it's going to be a really really fun episode so just thank you for listening want to encourage you can you to share this with your with your friends and family and we'll see you soon on another episode 
Before we get out of here, I want to give you the chance to make the best investment you could ever make. And that's uh, one in, in the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And you know, maybe, maybe you're never gone to church. Maybe you're just listening to this and you don't know what this podcast is about, but you're interested in knowing Jesus is more personally. Or maybe you've been walking with God you're, and you've fallen away and you, and you want to make sure that you, you start walking back with him again. I encourage you uh, to say this prayer. So repeat after me. God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I deserve death, which are the consequences of my sin. However, I am trusting in Jesus Christ alone as my Savior, and I ask for forgiveness of my sins. I believe that his death and resurrection provided for my forgiveness and salvation. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and giving me access to your eternal kingdom. Amen. Congratulations. You started your journey with Christ. Let me encourage you to, to find a local church and continue your discipleship with other fellow believers. If you're in the greater metropolitan area of Baltimore, I welcome you to make your church home at I-5 City, located at 681 Hollins Ferry Road in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Service times are on Sundays at 9 and 11. That's all for now. Until next time, always remember, Christ over crypto.